Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. What's up, League of Wildness? Wildman Dan here. Welcome to the Live Wild or Die podcast. Guys, I'm stoked. It's it's like I can't believe it's actually happening. But Pocket Monkey 2s are getting delivered today to our warehouse. I cannot believe it. We literally – I was checking my email the other day. We literally paid for these things a year ago, March 2021. We started the manufacturing process. It's been – an arduous 12 months waiting for these things to show up, but Hey, they're here and you guys have been super patient. You've been super supportive and I appreciate you guys and other good news. Stoic, the, the second half of all the stoic parts is also, they're all in the U S there's one piece that still needs to get to the warehouse. And then we'll be blasting those things out even better. After that, everything will be available on our website. So we'll fulfill the Kickstarter, we'll fulfill the Indie, Indiegogo that is, and then they will be live. So wilder times ahead. And uh, man, this whole uh, supply chain thing, hopefully, it looks like it's starting to clear up a little bit, but man, we'll, uh, we'll have to see. All right, on to the episode. All right, League of Wildness, diving in. Today we're going to talk about tempo training. And tempo training is something that I've been using in my personal training for like the last eight weeks or so. I've never, I've definitely used it on and off basically since the beginning, but the past eight weeks or so, it's, I've, it's been a very integral, very intentional part of my training. And I find it particularly useful for bodyweight exercises, push-ups, dips, pull-ups, lunges, squats, Anything body weight, I'm really psyched on the tempo training and I've seen really amazing results. So what is tempo training? Tempo training is reps that are completed at a specific cadence. And tempo training is always prescribed as a four numbered sequence. And the first number is the eccentric phase. The second number is how long you pause at the bottom the third number is the concentric phase, and the fourth number is how long you pause at the top. And you don't, just a, a few quick notes, you don't, sometimes it's written where there is no pause, and that would be the second, fourth number. That would be written as just a zero, which means no pause at the top or bottom. And then sometimes you'll see it written as where the third number, the concentric phase, is written with an X, that means you explode up. So let's use the push-up for the example. So let's use a three, one, X, one. So that means I'm gonna do a three-second eccentric, three, two, one, pause at the bottom for one, and then the X, I'm gonna explode up, and then I'll pause at the top for one. And Let's kind of describe that with using those zeros just for some example. So let's change the, the cadence now or the tempo to three, zero, one, zero. So I'm going to do that same three second eccentric, no pause at the bottom because it said zero. I'm going to do a one count up. That's the concentric. And then again, no pause 
at the top. So I'm going to drop right back into that eccentric and you can play, I mean, tempo it's, it's, you can kind of do it. You can use it however you want, but what I've been doing specifically is it's really been that longer focusing on that longer eccentric. So it's typically anywhere from a two to four second count on the lowering portion. And then I'm not, the varying isn't too much between maybe a one second or no second pause at the top or bottom. And then the concentric is usually either exploding back up or just a, um, slower one count, but really the focus has been on the eccentric. I have my notes here and there's four, four things I wanted to talk about with tempo training, why I think you should consider it yourself and why I'm pretty psyched to include it in some future training programs. So I'll list them out and then we'll kind of dive into each one individually. So the first is movement quality. Number one, movement quality. Number two, reduce the likelihood of injury. Number three, improve connective tissue health. And number four is increase strength. So let's dive into the first one, movement quality. So I'm going to, I'll speak to this as kind of a more advanced athlete. And then I think there's a ton that applies to more of that beginner intermediate, but so I've, for the last several years, I've, I haven't, like I said, I haven't done this like very intentional. I haven't used tempo training very intentionally really ever. A lot of the movement I've been doing is more explosive and it's, it's more about can you do it or not versus how you're doing it. And, uh, you know, I, th- yeah, I could get away with that a lot more when I was younger, but now I think it, again, thinking in the context of the long game, it's something I've, I want to focus more on movement quality to make sure I'm not wearing out the gears unnecessarily. So there's no reason why improving your movement quality is going to be a negative thing. And especially if you are on the more advanced side, you know, just because you can do something doesn't mean you're necessarily doing it well. And for me specifically, my right knee, I've had this kind of tweak on the medial side inside of my right knee. And it's actually gotten a lot better from doing more intentional tempo training. But what I noticed, and I actually went and saw a physical therapist about it, I had this slight valgus action when I would do squats. So valgus would be my knee kind of collapses to the inside. And particularly if I do a squat quickly under any any kind of load, I will see that action. And so doing the tempo training, it's really forced me to look in the proverbial mirror and analyze my movement quality. And I slow down, I lighten things up, do things a little differently. If I notice that action, and it has actually helped quite a bit with that knee pain. And then if you're on the other side of the spectrum, if you're a beginner or maybe you're getting back into training after some time off your mobility or flexibility, isn't where it used to be slowing things down, focusing on the movement quality. It's going to set you up again for the long game. It's kind of like a first principles of first principles approach, do the basics correctly, learn the basics correctly, and then you're going to be able to apply those much more effectively over the long term. Okay. Number two is reducing the likelihood of injury. So we're never going to completely eliminate the likelihood of injury. Even if you sit on the couch, you're just, you're more at risk for cardiovascular injury, right? So we're never going to completely 
remove the risk of uh, injury, but we can certainly reduce it by moving better, moving differently, moving more effectively. And with the tempo training, kind of relating back to number one, if you're moving in better patterns under control, you're going to simply reduce your likelihood of injury. And again, particularly if you're getting back into things after some time off or for the first time ever, really setting this super solid foundation and essentially just building up that kinesthetic awareness or in other words, the, 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 the non-fancy way to say it is like, how does your body move through space? How do you connect and how aware are you of your body moving through space? So when you slow things down again, it really forces you to understand how you're moving and the better you move, the less likely you are to be injured. And then number three is improving, excuse me, number three is improved connective tissue health. So this is ties right back into the reducing the likelihood of injury. So I'll tell a story back in a previous life. When I was a CrossFit coach, my buddy, Steve, who I actually just reconnected with recently, he was an athlete member of the gym, came in super motivated guy, super stoked, came in, worked his ass off every day. And unfortunately started to get injured because of that. And the reason and his injuries were specifically joint injuries. So elbows, shoulders, excuse me, nothing, nothing catastrophic, but just that kind of like tendonitis, just that pain starting to, excuse me, flare up. The reason why this typically happens, especially if you're getting back into training or training for the first time is your muscles essentially have a much better blood supply than your connective tissue. And therefore your muscles are able to recover, adapt, respond, and ultimately get stronger much more quickly than the connective tissue, which does not have as robust of a blood supply. It takes a little bit longer to grow and get stronger because of that essentially lack of nutrition. So if you think about it, Let's take the biceps, for example. You're doing a bunch of curls. Biceps are getting pumped. You're feeling good. Then a few weeks later, your inner elbow starts to flare up. Maybe you get a little bit sore. You kind of push through it, but biceps keep getting stronger, but that the tendons and ligaments, they just can't keep up. So what happens when we do tempo training, because you're slowing things down, you're not going to be able to do exercises at the same essentially load. So let's take the row, for example. So if you're doing, if let's say you have your pocket monkey, monkey bars two set up on your door, soon to be pocket monkey two set up on your door. If you do the hardest version of a row where your back is essentially almost parallel to the floor, that's like the most, your essentially your entire body weight is on your arms, right? You can bust out some reps and feel good. To do tempo training, you're going to need to walk your body a little bit more upright so you have less load and can actually perform the tempo as prescribed. So what happens is when we have less load, there's less absolute load on our joints, right? And so because there's less load on the joints, there's less stress. And because we're doing tempo training, we can still get an awesome muscular pump we can still increase strength. We can still get all these benefits of training and exercise, but 
we're not putting the same amount of stress on the joints and it can essentially allow them to keep up with the muscles. And again, because it's, it's really a factor of just it's physics, right? Less, there's less weight. There's less actual force on the joint itself. However, the muscle can, st- you're still training the muscle because of the next point I'll get into right now, I guess. The fourth and final point of our discussion is of tempo training is increasing strength. And so when you're doing this tempo training, you're essentially, you're increasing the muscles time under tension. So going back to our row example, if I'm doing rows very quickly, I can probably do reps. I can probably do one rep for sure. Less than one second, right? So let's say I'm doing eight reps. I can probably bust those out and let's say five to seven seconds. Okay. If I slow it down to a tempo, let's say I do a three, one, one, one tempo. So that's a three centric East. That's a, excuse me. That's a three count eccentric, a one second pause at the bottom. So now we're at four, a one second concentric. Now we're at five. And then a one second pause at the top. So essentially the time it takes me to do one rep at that three, one, 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 one rep takes the same amount of time as doing eight reps at kind of like a little bit more up tempo pace. Right. And we're not saying one is better than the other. They're different. And that difference can be used for different reasons. One, as in point number three, we can help kind of slowly build up and give our joints and connective tissue time to keep up with our muscles. Another point in increasing strength is exercise variety is a exercise variety is a very important part of a long-term strength and conditioning program. So if you're, if you're new, if you're just getting into it, pretty much anything above zero, you're going to see some improvement because anything above zero is better than nothing, right? If you've been training for some time and you're starting to hit some plateaus, you can't just keep doing more reps, more reps, more reps. We need to just, we need to kind of take a step back and look at variety and tempo is a great way to do that. So I can still do essentially the same exercises, but by changing up that tempo, I'm getting a very different stimulus that the muscle has not seen much of or any of in the past. And therefore it's going to have to adapt to that new stimulus and adapting to the new stimulus is how we continue to get stronger. And I'd also say it's not even necessarily about absolute strength. It's it's more of like, I think you can also think about it as a s- strength is almost like a skill. So there's, there is a very, very strong, <laughs> there's a very strong neuromuscular component to strength, right? So I think you can essentially turn your, you can teach your body to be strong at these slower speeds, which again, if you're never doing it, it's going to take some time to adapt to that process or that movement. I think it's a better term. What I like about tempo training is you're also including some isometrics at end ranges. So using that push-up example, I do that three, two, one lower. Now I'm at the bottom of the push-up. My arms are fully flexed. I have to hold this position for a one count and then come out of that in a slower rep. So I, I, I suspect, and I, I have a hunch that that is also kind of part of that 
movement quality and also that injury prevention. Whereas oftentimes we're kind of bouncing out of those end ranges. Whereas if you're building strength in those positions, I think that's going to help quite a bit. Okay. Final thought on increasing strength. So, well, my notes here, it's you're activating a higher, you're activating higher threshold motor units. The non-fancy way to say that is you can activate more muscle fibers or more muscle tissue. Okay. So there's two ways we can do this. The first example would be like an explosive exercise. So think about doing like a broad jump, a clap push up, an explosive pull up, throwing a baseball, doing anything explosive. So we, when we do explosive movements, essentially what's happening is the brain is recruiting as many muscle fibers as fast as it possibly can to generate the maximal amount of force. Okay. So again, what we're trying to do is recruit essentially as many muscle fibers as possible as quickly as we can to generate the maximum amount of force. We can also get, we can also get to that same end result of generating as many muscle fibers as possible, but in more of a cascade effect. So it's a much slower process. So using, continuing to use this push-up example, let's say you're prescribed 10 reps at that three, one, one, one tempo. So maybe the first two, three reps, I'm doing that three count lower, pausing at the bottom, pressing up for one, pausing at one at the top. I'm feeling pretty good, but then right around three or four, I'm starting to get a pretty significant burn. And then starting rep six, seven, eight, I mean, I'm feeling it for sure. Essentially what's happening is during those initial reps, you're recruiting less total fibers. Okay. But as those initial fibers start to fatigue due to the buildup of essentially hydrogen ions, which is creating acidity in that area that and causing that burn. As that starts to happen, you're going to start recruiting the next tier up of muscle fibers and the next tier up, the next tier up, next tier up. So it's, and ultimately when you're trying to squeeze out that last rep or two, and it's extremely difficult, that's where you're, again, you're recruiting the maximum amount of fibers at that point to achieve or complete the repetition. And so going back to the explosive movement example, it's same, kind of same end result. In both examples, we've recruited higher threshold motor units, or another way to say it is muscle fibers, but we achieve that very differently. So maybe if you're working back from an injury and it doesn't make sense to do explosive movements, using this tempo training, you could still train those fibers, but get there in a way that's much more conducive to your particular situation. So that's tempo training. And as you guys can hopefully tell, I'm pretty stoked on it. And it's something I would love to include in some future training programs. I think it, it works great with everything. Isocore X, Pocket Monkey, Pocket Monkey 2, Monkey Bars, Monkey 360, the secret product that'll be coming very, very soon. And I think even stoic, you could, um, come up with some fun stuff to do. So ideally it would be on the app, right? And ideally the app would kind of count your cadence for you. I think that would be pretty rad because I know from personal experience, especially as you start to get fatigued, 
your, uh, your counting magically starts to get a lot faster. So I think having something that keeps you accountable and really, uh, you can kind of use as a true metric versus I've always just been counting in my head, but I know when sometimes when there's a clock I can use, it's uh it's a very different experience when there's something uh, objective doing the counting. So tempo training, what it is, it's reps completed at an intentional cadence. It's always written as four numbers. The first number is the eccentric. The second number is the pause at the bottom. The third number is the concentric and the fourth number is the pause at the top for, for benefits of tempo training. Number one, movement quality. Number two, reducing the likelihood of injury. Number three, improving your connective tissue health and number four, increasing strength. And what, how can we apply this? to our own personal wildness. So pretty simple. You can do, this is kind of the, the takeaway I would do. Do this two or three times a week. Do three sets of pushups at a three, one, one, one tempo, eight to 12 reps each set. And with tempo training, you, you do, you do want to get that, that pump. You do want to, your heart rate will elevate. So you want to make sure you give yourself adequate rest. doesn't need to be five minutes, but a minute, minute and a half should be more than adequate. And it's also a great, you can also totally superset with the, um, tempo training as well. So if you're doing pushups, you could do some squats or a core exercise, but I would give your arms some rest in between. So something to try out. And again, for the bodyweight exercises, I find the tempo training particularly useful. So thank you to the League of Wildness for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed. I'll see you out there.